With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network saying hello to our friends over on Samsung TV Plus. If you didn't know, you can go ahead and watch us on Samsung TV Plus. In addition to the DraftKings Network, Femi Abebefe here, Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey on this college football Saturday. And we will get back to the college football 30 minutes from now. Our buddy Wes Reynolds will be joining us to break down his college football card, but also his NFL card as well. So we'll get Wes Reynolds, host of VSIN tonight coming up in about 30 minutes from now but michael let's start hour number two with the lombardi look ahead and we will yeah. highlight the game that uh, you want no part of your hollow notes play which game is that well look I, I think detroit's really good and i think their defensive line has probably impressed me more than any f- unit so far this season we know their offensive line's good and when you look at Jared Goff's numbers, he's the best quarterback against the spread in the National Football League over the last two seasons. So they're really impressive. And Carolina is as equally unimpressive. I mean, this is, as I said to Rich Gannon in the last hour, you know, they went from running the ball for 350 yards, dominating the game, to they're going up there with like their, their tails between their legs. Mm-hmm. This line, it opened up. It opened early at what? I think it was seven, seven and a half. And now it shot up to 10. And there was a lot of resistance at 10. And it's now back down to nine and a half. But the, the last time the, the, the Lions have been favored by a touchdown or more, you got to go back to 2018 when they faced the Jets. They were seven point favorite. They lost 28, 48, 17. Mm. OK, the Lions closing as a favorite of a touchdown or more would break the longest streak without closing ever. 31 teams have closed seven or higher since September. So them closing is a touchdown where they break the streak, right? (laughs) And they've had a hard time covering when they're this far ahead. Now, you say, how can Carolina score? Bryce Young's longest pass play is 22 yards. Good point. Averages under five yards per attempt. They average, you know, they, they, they can't run the ball. And this year, they can't stop the run. So it sets up perfectly if you're a Lions fan. The problem is 10's a lot of points in a, in a pro game. And I just think, to me, you want to take the Lions here. I don't want to be on the side of the public. I don't want to take the Lions. So I make it a Hall & Oates play. And I should have listened to myself last week. 
I sh- I took I wanted Pittsburgh and Houston as a Hall and Oates play, and I kind of talked myself into it wrong. I'm never doing that again. But this one, I'm out. I'm not touching it. So Carolina Detroit is the Hall and Oates play of the week. Uh, I can't go for that. No, no, no can do. Absolutely love that there. And I agree with you. And I think one of the reasons why we saw some of that resistance at 10 is the injury report for the Detroit Lions didn't look good. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown was downgraded to doubtful. Uh, Brian Branch has already been ruled out. Their stud rookie, the the secondary member out there. So he's been a really good player. Two interceptions already this season. And they have another of guys questionable. Uh, Taylor Decker. We have Vitae questionable. So a number of guys that the Panthers are sorry, the, the Lions are dealing with the injuries. So uh, I hear you there. That's, that's a complete stay away for me. I'm curious to see where that game actually closes maybe we get down to back to seven and a half if those guys all get ruled out there seems to be a ton of resistance i mean the the carolina there's you know people are look let's let's be very clear here to the audiences right so Mm -hmm. people take numbers everything's about the number nobody i handicap the teams but a lot of people don't even know who's playing in the game it's you know it's all about numbers and that 10 number on the road is an is an inviting number, and I think the book put it out there so they could get some money back on Carolina because everybody was betting Detroit, you know. And now they kind of had the book wants to remember the book's in business too. They're trying to lure you into a trap. They're trying to lure you to get some money in there. They're not stupid. This is an interesting note, though. Since 2021, when Dan Campbell took over as the head coach of the Lions, the man is a covering machine, 26 and 12 against the number. That's a 68% cover rate. But like you mentioned, though, a, a vast majority of those games are as big underdogs. Now they're in an unfamiliar position, being a big favorite, needing to win by double digits to go ahead and cover the spread. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good play to just go ahead and stay away and let's just collect some data and see how this game uh, unfolds Sunday afternoon. All right, let's get to your line of the week, the game that you really are interested in. Yeah, when this line, Sunday Sunday night, you know, watching Miami and Monday morning I wake up I write down the line nine and a half was the look ahead line on this game the Giants hadn't played yet Monday night but nine and a half seemed light even with the Giants who I thought could potentially play better against Seattle and they're kind of make a break year they didn't so this line immediately shot up to 11 I thought it would get up to 14 before too long but all week long all we've seen pouring in is is Miami money with no resistance whatsoever. It it opens at 11. It is there's 13s out there uh all over the place. There's still some 12 and a halfs. It's just moving crazy. And nobody seems to want to ever play the Giants. And can you blame them, Femi? No. Can you blame them? <laughs> because here's not. how you have to look at this, right? You're saying if Don Martindale can, you know, he has the least amount of pressures in the league, right? In terms of getting to the quarterback, hitting the quarterback 18 times, even though they bring a lot of pressure, even though they bring a ton of pressure, he's had a hard time getting there to the quarterback. And Miami does a great job of protecting their quarterback. So you're asking yourself this question, how can the the Giants hold this team to, let's say, 34 points? Okay. Mm -hmm. And if they hold them to 34 points, that means the Giants to cover, they've got to score 22. Do you think mm-hmm. the Giants can score three touchdowns? I mean, the Dolphins are averaging an absurd, absurd 8.02 yards per play this year. It's the second best through four games since the greatest show on turf in 2000 at 8.14. Wow. Okay. And better than the Patriots. 
Uh, better than the so 07 Patriots they'll, well. they'll come back to reality, but are they going to come back to reality against a team that has zero takeaways for the season? Are they going to do that? I don't see it. So I want to play. I want to recommend Miami in the game. I do. Because I think when the game becomes fast and harder, Daniel Jones doesn't play as well. It's a bad matchup for the Giants. But, I mean, when to me, this could have qualified for Hall and Oates, too. I just said, no, stay away. You know, backdoor cover. Here's what happens. I don't like it for the G-men at all. I really don't. Wink Martindale was asked about uh, how he's been sleeping <laughs> and preparing for this Miami Dolphins offense. And the quote was hilarious. He said he's been sleeping like a baby. Every two hours, I wake up and cry, go to the bathroom and I try to go back and get some more sleep. <laughs> well, I mean, look, his, his, but Wink Martindale, everybody focuses on what's his problem. The Giants average 11 points a game. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, you know, uh, and, and, you know, it, it's how are they going to score 20? How are they going to score I don't know. It's hard, especially what are you going to do to stop him? He can't play man-to-man. And mm-hmm. if you talk to anybody outside of the media, outside of the media and fans, everybody that I talk to in the league that watches Miami's tape, and I'm not saying this because I say it, but everybody says it back to me. Oh, Tyree Kill's the most valuable player in the league. You take him off this team, it changes completely. Mm. And here's what they said to me, too, this week. They said, the hardest thing about Tyree Kill is you can't get a clean hit on him. Mm-hmm. Watch him tomorrow. He'll run out of bounds. His quickness is Barry Sanders-ish. And so when you're just like, he'll step out of bounds. Not because he's not, he don't want contact, just because he's so good at avoiding contact. He's like Sugar Ray Leonard out there. You can't hit him. You can't hit him. And he's explosive. So you take him out. Yeah, how are you going to take him out of the game? And then they use him in this motion and all this. And again, you can't get to Tua. You cannot get to Tua. I keep saying this. No, and every I say it to people in the league, and they agree. I say it on Twitter, and I get yelled at. There's no difference between Brock Purdy and and Tua. No difference. One guy was picked sixth or fifth overall. The other guy was the last pick in the draft. Both deadly accurate. Both have great instincts. Both throw the ball short very well. And both get the ball to their receivers in good, in good with good rhythm. Nobody can argue with it. Uh, you're going to talk more about these games, obviously tomorrow with Stormy when she's back from her assignment. But what did Buffalo do last week that really bothered this Miami offense? Whether they just got so far out in the head that Miami was playing from behind, or what did the Bills do? Well, they played a lot of. They set the edges on both sides. Is what I wrote about a couple weeks ago. You got to set the edge on both sides, and you got to be able to pressure from inside. And Daquan Jones, the the defensive tackle for Buffalo, was the star of the game. Milano, to me, made the Pro Bowl off the tape. (laughs) Made tackles, was physical, ran over the place. Between him and Bernard, they were outstanding. They gave him great coverage. And Miami decided to not really run the ball. So they played a lot of forced coverage on the edges. They didn't let that wide zone get going. They tackled and ran inside out very effectively. And they basically said, Tyree Kill, you're not going to beat us. You're you're just not going to beat us. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get Tua to hold the ball. And they brought pressure from Tua's right to his left. So when he went to bootlegs and he had to move around, it was a problem. And then they got ahead. And once they got ahead, all of a sudden, you know, they, they were able to play. Miami had to play differently. 
See, here's what one of the things about this Miami offense that no one understands is if you can make it a third down game, you got a chance against them. You got a chance against them. But in Buffalo forced 10 third downs. If the, the Giants only force 10 third downs tomorrow, they'll lose by 21. If they force 13, they have a chance to cover the number. Mm. It's interesting. You said setting those edges and then being able to kind of rush to it the way they were. Is Buffalo, is that just something that's just unique to the Bills or can other teams duplicate that? Like when you look down the, the order of the NFL, like which other teams could give Miami similar problems? Any team that has a really good defensive a three technique that can rush inside and any great defensive coach. I mean, what Sean McDermott did was take what Belichick did. He added his little flair to it and then move forward. It, it, this is going to slow down against good coordinators who have man, who have the talent in the back end. Fascinating stuff with this Miami Dolphins offense that has been the story so far through four weeks here in this NFL season. We'll play a little fun game of better's choice when we come back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. The NHL season starts Tuesday night, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get our all-new NHL betting guide featuring previews for all 32 teams, futures bets, awards picks, and season-long props, first-period betting strategy, Steve Mackinnon's power ratings plus best bets articles five days a week once the season starts. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VSEN NHL betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's the Lombardi line here on a Saturday morning on the DraftKings Network. Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, Wes Reynolds will be joining us in the next segment. Host of VSIN tonight. It will give us his college football and NFL card here for the weekend. But Michael, we wanted to play a little game here of Better Choice. You know our producer Elliot is always putting games together for us to go ahead and break these things down. Yeah. And this is pitting NFL futures against college football futures. And our first one, Better's Choice. 
Would you rather bet on the Cowboys over 10 and a half wins or the Alabama Crimson Tide at over nine and a half wins? I think I'd rather bet the Cowboys. I mean, today's going to be a big day for Crimson Tide for me, right? Because I think I want to see Milrow against a good a defense that is good on the road. Uh, I thought he played well against Mississippi State on the road. That was a help. I thought he played really well against LSU in the second half. Excuse me, against Ole Miss in the second half. So, like, this is a big game for me. And if he takes a giant mother may I steep a step forward. My biggest thing with Milrow is he's got unique athletic skills mm-hmm. and he's got a unbelievable arm. But when he moves, he can throw it too, you know. Like you don't have to move and run. You mm-hmm. can move by time and throw it. It's what it's what uh it it it's what uh, they they said this week about you know, when they're trying to defend Josh Allen, it's like, look, the problem is we can't cover forever because when he starts moving around, you got to stay attached. It's a hard thing to do. So I think if Milrow does that, and it really comes with more experience, like just be patient outside the pocket, look down the field and give your guy a chance. How many times have we watched Mahomes do that? Yeah. The off script plays, which you can't coach, favor the most athletic players. And that's where Milrow, if he takes that step, can become a really good player. Yep. And that'll elevate the tide to being the team that we all thought that they could be this past summer. Like It feels like Milrow is sort of like an either or. It's like, all right, either I'm in the pocket or if I'm running, I'm going to go and run versus, right. hey, just keep the play alive. Like you're saying, like keep it alive. Let's get to that second play within the play and maybe make a big play down the field. So uh, we'll see if Jalen Milrow can do that coming up later on this afternoon in College Station as the Aggies go up against Texas A&M. So you're taking the Cowboys over 10 and a half. I agree with you. I think Dallas can get to 11 wins uh, this week. Well, I mean, season. I watch Washington on uh, on Sunday. I mean, how good are they, right? I mean, you know, and then I watch Washington almost get Philly into overtime, yeah. you know, and so I mean, how good is Philly secondary after we watch that? Yeah, they, they called up Bradley Roby to try to go ahead and fix up that secondary off of the street. So we'll see if the Eagles, who will have an interesting test on Sunday against the L.A. Rams, Cooper Cup back in the fold here for the Rams. So uh, that'll be a fun game tomorrow afternoon. All right, the next one. Bears over five and a half regular season wins. This one pays out plus 140. Or the Colorado Buffaloes, Coach Prime and the guys, over five and a half wins at minus 140. I think I'll take the minus play here. I mean, I think Colorado, Colorado, look, when the level of competition comes down a little bit, you know, they're going to and they get there. They get healthier. Mm-hmm. They're still a formidable opponent. I mean, you know, they're not. Are they great? By no means. But I think they can get the six wins. So I'll take that. I don't know if the Bears can get the six wins. I mean, look, the last the last two games, Fields played better in the Washington game for three quarters. He played good against against Denver against two bad defenses. I mean, if you look at EPA, uh, if you look at the DVOA, the Washington defense and the, and the Denver defense are one of the worst in the league. You know, by the way, Femi, so you can rest comfortably. I want you to rest comfortably. <laughs> Washington is not making any coaching changes. They just got to play better. No doubt. That's oh that, You know, when God. I left that game Monday, <laughs> Thursday night, and I turned off the TV and I listened to Bella snoring as I went into bed, I said, you know, All Washington needs is to play better. That's exactly what I thought because we were watching coaching malpractice at its finest on Thursday night. When you let a receiver get 280 yards on you, you're you're not watching the game. 
You're just not watching the same game I'm watching. Like at some point when when DJ Moore caught that first – well, actually, when he caught the first pass, I'm like, okay, we're done. Double him the entire game. But, of course, that didn't happen for Ron, and he's not making any changes. I, I want you to rest comfortably on that. <laughs> I mean, Ron, Jack Del Rio, I, I don't know what the, the – I don't know what they're doing, but we will. This thing can get off the rails real quick if we get down that path. So let's not talk about that. We'll we'll save them for for another time here in Washington because it sounds like they're going to be around for a while. I digress. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> just play better. Yeah, just play, play better. better. Okay, that's all we need. Jeez, host that's... better. I'll commentate better. That's all we need. The fact that we we wanted to buy in on that team and then here we are. Jesus. Uh, all right, but this... we should have. I mean, look, they, they're they. Trust me, if they if they woke up. Bar, oh, if Parcells came in and coached that team, they might win nine games. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> All good. Uh, this one is with the awards. So this would you rather bet on Josh Allen to win NFL MVP at plus 380 or Michael Penix to win the Heisman at the same price? I'm going to take Josh Allen to win the MVP. I think Penix could win the MVP if they win, if they get to the finals, because I think he's got a real legitimate chance. I mean, I watched the tape last week against Arizona. This guy makes every throw. It's almost unbelievable how bad he looked at Indiana once the board left. Do you remember that year at Indiana? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, like, I got to go back and watch that year. I think he even got benched that year, Femi, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because he was, like, I, I think he was coming back from the knee injury and all that stuff. I don't know. Maybe he was not in the right yeah, space. Yeah, I, I got to but... do way more research on yeah. this because he went from being great to being, uh-oh, and then and now he's back to being great again. I mean, he looked incredible. I mean, he making all the throws, but no one's playing. No one in the league is playing better than Josh Allen right now. No one. Josh Allen is playing point guard. Not John Stockton point guard, Magic Johnson point guard. Mm. Uh, uh, Josh Allen's been terrific here for the Buffalo Bills. Whereas, like, you want to know what the difference is? Brock Purdy, Tua, they're John Stockton point guards. That's what they Mm. are. They're dishing and creating. Boom. Work it. This guy's playing like magic. Yeah. That, and the John Stockton point out of just, hey, just run the offense. And they've got some good parts around him. And then, yeah, magic is like almost like, hey, like, I am the offense. Like this thing is revolving around I can take it over me. if I have to. If, if you need me to run for a touchdown, like to, to extend the lead against Washington, I got it. If you need me to run for a touchdown against the Miami Dolphins, I got it. Yeah, last week. I mean, it might have been his best game of his career, honestly, last week against the Miami Dolphins. But hey, look, let me. You say that, right? I did some notes this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's won fifty nine games. Forty five of them have been by more than seven points. They cover quite a did, bit. Did well, you know that? I did not know. Now, before I do. you take Jacksonville this week, you might want to think about that one. Hey, I'm, I'm passing that game. I'm not taking Jacksonville. The spread right now is at five and a half. Uh, this one's spicy here. Bengals to make the playoffs at plus 200 or the Georgia Bulldogs to miss the college football playoff at plus 165. I'm taking the Georgia Bulldogs. They're not going to miss. I, I, I would take, excuse me. I think Georgia's going to make it. I'll take the Bengals to miss, to, to not make it. Wait a minute. It's both to miss. No, wait a minute. It's, 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 it's Cincinnati. It's got me all confused here. Wait a minute. Cincinnati to make it or Georgia to miss. Uh, Elliot makes him hard, Michael. We know he's not. I don't, putting like, I don't even like any of them. I don't like any of them. I passed. I mean, like that's checkmate. He just put me in checkmate. I don't have an answer for you. I don't like either of them. Georgia's not going to miss the playoffs. Our guy Elliot's not putting softballs up there, man. I mean, my God, Elliot, what did you think I was going to answer on that? It was curious to find out. Um, what if, would you answer on that? 
I, I would I would take a stab at Georgia to miss. I think is what I would do. I, I would take. I, a, I think I would probably do I that too I if I had to. <laughs> yeah, if I had to play it, because uh, I, I don't see how Cincinnati is so in a hole right now, and they have a tough game coming up tomorrow uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. Which I mean, imagine saying that about six months ago. But uh, that's that's the reality now as we sit here in October. So I would take Georgia to miss. How about this next one? Maybe this one's a little bit better for us. Buccaneers to miss the playoffs. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to miss the playoffs or Ohio State to make the CFP. I would take a, a Bucks to miss the playoffs. Mm. Bucks to miss the playoffs. I mean, I'm not sold on the Bucks. I mean, I know okay. Baker's had this resurgence, right? And I think Baker's done a good job of running the offense, being more accurate with the football this year. I think he's done a really good job of making plays off script, avoiding sacks, avoiding negativity. But when the Bucks played against a good team like Philly, that was not a close game. Remember all the money that came in on the Bucks? Like, I'm not buying that one. Yeah, I'm not a, buying that one. It was some of my money that Monday night. We, we, we try to forget that one. But uh, who runs them down in the NFC South if it's not Tampa winning that division? Well, you didn't, I mean, I don't have to answer that. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I, 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 could it be New Orleans? I mean, if they could, I mean, New Orleans is good enough on defense. That offense. If they could so. just, if they could get, if they could get Carr to throw the ball down the field, that might help. Oh. I mean, that stat line for Carr last week might go to Canton. That might go to Canton as the most incredible stat line you're ever going to see again. Take the check down. <laughs> All right. Wes Reynolds joins us next. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook, this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe here in downtown Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. And joining us now to continue our conversation on the college football, we bring in our buddy Wes Reynolds, co-host of VSIN tonight. Make sure you check that out. Nine to midnight Eastern. That's six to nine West Coast. I'm also co-host of the Long Shots podcast for you golf betters out there. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Wes, good morning. Thanks for waking up with us. Let's start off with the game in Columbia, Missouri. The Tiger battle it's lsu versus missouri tigers trying to bounce back after the loss to Ole miss five and a half point favorites total 63 and a half any any lean for you or any play for you here in this game between lsu and missouri with the mizzou having a chance to make a signature victory here yeah we're gonna find out if missouri is for real and i'm not sure if they are or if they aren't so i don't have anything on the side here but you know it's been very discouraging if you're an lsu uh tiger backer fan uh you know, rumored that there's some dissension in the ranks, that the coach is sideways with some of the players. And if you watch last week on Saturday night, maybe those uh, that speculation is true. LSU gave up 706 yards last week to, to Ole Miss, uh, 55-49 final. Nothing for me on the side. The number's kind of gone back and forth between six and five and a half. Yeah, I, th this may be a hold your nose situation, but I would have to probably do it with the under here at 64 and a half. And I know it's tough to take an under with LSU. This defense 
is historically bad. And that's not LSU football. They usually pride themselves on defense. But I think you might see a slow start to the game offensively because you might have a Missouri team. They know this is the biggest game so far they've played this year, even against a 3-2 and two LSU team. This is huge for them. So you might see them be a little nervous early offensively. So perhaps if you want to play an over, I would wait for an end game. But I like under 64 and a half here. Wes, you're going to have to convince me how Arizona State is going to keep this within three and a half against Colorado. Now, Arizona State's sole win is against Southern Utah, right? I know Colorado's beat up and they've covered off two losses, but Arizona State, they lose to Cal. They played USC tougher than we expected. Shut out by Fresno State, 29 to nothing. So the floor is yours, my man. Convince me. All right, man, I'll do my best here. But yeah, I I did take Arizona State four and a half. I'd still take it three and a half. I just think when you look, and and let's start with Colorado here, this team has played five high leverage games and five high energy games with all the hype and with box kickoff and college game day and 60 minutes and every media outlet known to man and the rock and all the stars of hip hop and, and music and stage and screen and everybody attending these games. And now Colorado is just another game on the Saturday schedule. They've lost a couple. They stepped up in class against Oregon and USC. They weren't ready for that. They don't have the depth and they don't have, you know, the talent, especially on the offensive and defensive lines. Shador Sanders is terrific and they can throw the football. They can't run the ball. They can't stop anybody really on defense. I think USC kind of let their foot off the gas last week. And Arizona State, and and look, they're an obvious rebuild under Kenny Dillingham in his first year, but probably had their best game offensively, even though they were defeated last week at Cal by three. Uh, Trenton Borgett looks like their best option at quarterback uh, right now, 26 of 41 for 344. And Arizona State, keep in mind, is not bowl eligible this year because of recruiting sanctions from the previous Arm Edwards administration. So every game that they're going to play against a high-profile opponent, which certainly Coach Prime in Colorado fit that description, uh, they're going to be up for, and they're going to use it as a bowl game. They were very competitive against USC. I know that they're a little bit down on talent, but I think Colorado, you know, with, with all this hype having gone away, maybe it eliminates the distraction, but... Uh, you know, we're kind of figuring out that this team just doesn't have the depth of talent. It's going to take a couple years to build that stability amongst recruiting class. You can only do so much with the transfer portal. We're speaking with Wes Reynolds, host of V tonight, also co-host of the college football, sorry, not the college football, but the, the long shots podcast for our golf betters out there here. Wes, uh, Georgia Tech and Miami. We haven't talked much about this game. Miami coming off of the bye. Now laying 20 is a consensus number total 57. A lot of people like the Hurricanes as a potential dark horse CFP kind of team, but you're looking to fade them here. Yeah, and I'm one of those, actually, that think that they could be a dark horse. I think Miami, you know, maybe they're really good because they beat Texas A&M, who I think is a, is a very good team and very underrated and actually have them today. But you look at Miami, uh, they're playing a Georgia Tech team that got out 14 nothing right out of the gate against Bowling Green. And then Bowling Green scored 38 unanswered. Like, they went Army, basically. If you look at that time of possession – held the ball for 43 minutes. Georgia Tech only had it for 17. They demoted the defensive coordinator to safeties coach. Now they elevate somebody else into the position. Miami's offense has been rolling, and it's not just Tyler Van Dyke. It's really 
the rushing offense, but this is a situational deal for me on Miami because on paper it looks like a mismatch. I think Georgia Tech was in a bad spot last week after they won at Lake Forest, looked past Bowling Green. Meanwhile, you have Miami, who likely is going to have a battle of the unbeatens next week against North Carolina. The Tar Heels have beaten them four straight times. Three of those losses decided by exactly three points. Uh, uh, Brent Key, seven and two in, against the number as a road underdog. I don't think Georgia Tech is as bad as they showed last week. They should have beaten Louisville, who's undefeated and facing Notre Dame tonight. And then they are only down by seven in the fourth quarter at Ole Miss. So I just think this is a little bit of a big number, maybe a little sleepy spot for Miami. All right, let's get to it. You like A&M today. You and Tim Murray, you're on the Jimbo train. Choo-choo, here you go. College Station 12th man. You're going to have to explain this one to me too, although I, I could see it. I mean, I get this one more than I get Arizona State, but explain this one to me as well. Well, if you look, Michael, uh, with the uh, Alabama offense, it's not a roll tide isn't exactly rolling. Uh, uh, 341 yards on average of the two victories last two weeks over Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Uh, Aggies very good against the run, only giving up 2.88 yards a carry. They've only given up one TD on the ground this season. And Jalen Melrose, look, he can make plays with his legs, but you got to force him to make throws down the field. And that's been tough for him because the Alabama offensive line not as good as it's been in years past. They've allowed 20 sacks this season. Meanwhile, you saw what Texas A&M did to kind of a similar dual threat quarterback last week with K.J. Jefferson. Had 174 yards and just 10 first downs total last week did Arkansas. Uh, Connor Wiegman went down at quarterback for A&M a couple weeks ago against Auburn. Max Johnson, the LSU transfer, he's an experienced backup. Uh, did very well in the second half against Auburn. Solid game against Arkansas last week. And I just think that the offense, for Texas A&M has really improved under Bobby Petrino. They were 101st last year. Now they're just outside the top 30. Alabama hasn't exactly been a sure thing on the road in recent years. Just 5-10 and 10 against the number uh, last two years on the road, including being upset at College Station a couple years ago. So this A&M defense, I think, is absolutely for rear. DJ Durkin has that 4-2-5 scheme. And uh, I think this is going to be a tough one for uh, Saban and the Tide today. Wes, we got a couple minutes left. Let's stay in the SEC over between the hedges. Georgia, 14 and a half point favorites. Total 47 against Kentucky. Do you see the Bulldogs getting their first cover of the season? Yeah, this is kind of a funny game, Femi, because the number one team in the country and the two-time defending national champion are almost contrarian favorites, if you will, <laughs> because they haven't covered a game. They haven't dominated teams like they have. The defense is a little down, still very good. D-line's pretty young. A lot of uh, underclassmen playing up there. And, you know, they get Kentucky, who's number 20 in the country, undefeated, who ran over Florida, had 329 on the ground. But before that, Kentucky played a pretty soft schedule. This reminds me of the game last year when they faced undefeated Tennessee. Now, that was later in the year, first weekend in November. And it looked like, you know, Georgia was going to get bit there. But they covered as nine and a half point favorites, 27 to 13, shut down that high octane offense with Hendon Hooker. But what I want to see is some more explosiveness out of the Georgia offense because they've gone down under Mike Bobo as offensive coordinator because Todd Monken, of course, now with Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens. But I think that this is the game that gets Georgia interested. I think they've been sleepwalking a little bit because they've had some, you know, softer competition and now this is the one that i think is going to get their attention kentucky's covered four straight 
in the series. Georgia hadn't covered all year, but uh, I think we're going to have dogs on top today. And Georgia, you know, kind of the show them who's boss spot against the Johnny come lately, which in this case is Kentucky and the SEC. And I think Georgia pulls away in the second half and wins by three scores. All right. Georgia, a 14 and a half point favorite over at DraftKings. Once again, Wes, we got about 20 seconds left. Anything for you in Notre Dame, Louisville? I know that's another big game later on tonight. Uh, lean to the under there. Uh, a tough spot for Notre Dame because they played two high energy games in a row. Now you have to do it with Louisville and then you have USC next week. But this is a step up in class for Louisville. I could see a lower scoring game here. All right. He is Wes Reynolds. Check him out. Nine to midnight Eastern Monday through Friday on VSIN tonight. Also, the Long Shots podcast for you golf betters out there. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Wes, good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you soon. You Thanks, bet, Wes. Thank you. All right. We will give our final thoughts on the college football slate on the other side. This is the Lombardi line hanging out on the DraftKings Network. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. It's final segment of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. A thank you to the three guests that we had on the program throughout these two hours. Rich Gannon, former NFL MVP, now NFL analyst at Sirius XM NFL Radio. He joined us in hour number one. Also, thank you to Tim Murray, host of VEASAN Primetime and the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. And thank you to Wes Reynolds, who we had on in the last segment, host of VEASAN Tonight with our buddy Matt Humans, 9 to midnight Eastern. But before we continue forward, here's our pro tip for the day. And it came from a couple different 
different guests, uh, Tim Murray and Wes Reynolds, as it pertains to the Kentucky-Georgia game between the hedges later on this evening. And number one Georgia, Michael, has yet to cover this season, the yeah. two-time defending national champions. But don't let that prevent you from betting the dogs. Could be a buy-low spot here on the national champs. Well, I think to me, we, we get so caught up at times in in what past happens. And there's a great quote about all data, all sorts of data is based on past past. It's not based on the present. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's what makes everything in betting so challenging is because we tend to look at the past to find the answers for the present when sometimes the past data may not be relevant. You know, mm. uh, when you go back 20 years over a team's history, you know, most of the, the all the players playing the game weren't on the team. So is it really applicable? So I think to me, there is time for a new trend. I, I think we'll see that. But you also have to be careful, too, when you get into when you get into uh, like a situation where Pittsburgh's playing Baltimore. The, this is more of a rivalry. There's more of an intensity that mm -hmm. I think to me is is applicable past data is applicable because they've done it so often. Yeah, it is. It's interesting as betting because like we look at the data and like you said, it's a lot of the data just tells us what happened. It doesn't really tell us what's going to happen next, because as humans, I mean, not to get all like as humans, but like we are kind of pattern seeking creatures. Like we like to see trends. We like to see patterns to go ahead and help us make informed decisions later on. But oftentimes, sometimes it's like, hey, like you got to just take the data examine it and analyze it, but don't really necessarily go 100% and saying, hey, this data is going to tell me what's going to happen to this next time. Um, it, it's, it's why this is hard. <laughs> like This is not easy, but it's a lot of fun. So we try to break these games down. And we do have seven and a half minutes left, Michael. So let's give our final thoughts on today's college football slate. Red River, interesting line move here in Red River right now. It is down to four uh, across the board pretty much. So the Texas Longhorns, when we started the show, five, five and a half point favorites. Now four point favorites, total 61 and a half. Uh, and by the looks of it, behind me in the sports book i've been seeing a lot of folks out here a lot of crimson boomer sooner is yeah. out in full force at the sports book so maybe that's led to why we've seen this line go from five to four now as we're about 20 minutes from kickoff well i, I think a lot of this is is related to dylan gabriel the ability of oklahoma to throw the football and make plays down the field they're one of the best teams in making explosive pass plays in the national in college football and texas is vulnerable and if they can protect you know, I think this is two teams will move the ball fairly effectively. Me, I tend to go with the defensive coach. I think the way his offense is playing is really well. And I think he'll have an answer for Sark's offense. I would lean in terms of winning the game. I lean towards Texas, but I could see why people are grabbing the number rivalry game two evenly matched teams. It's probably valuable to grab the five, the four and a half or the four. So I see from a betting standpoint why the Sooners look attractive to a lot of betters here. But in terms of who I think will win the game, I have a slight lean towards Texas. I think they get it done uh, with what they've been doing over there in Austin. All right. LSU and Missouri. We haven't talked much about this game. We asked Wes about it last segment. Curious to get your thoughts. So LSU coming off of the loss in Oxford last week to Ole Miss. Now they're six-point favorites on the road in Como. 63.5 is our total. Well, I mean, look, LSU has been the story of, of college football, right? I mean, I mean, excuse me, Missouri has played far greater than anybody could have fully anticipated. And, and it really started with, I think, week two of the season when they, they made that incredibly long field goal. Yeah. I forget. It was, you know, I, it was a, you know, I can remember the kid coming on the field. I'm thinking, God, they just, they just butchered the two minute drill. Like you can't, <laughs> like you couldn't butcher a two minute drill and they won the game anyway. 
And so for me, the way LSU's defense is played and the way Missouri can throw the football and with their skill players, I mean, Missouri is very skilled in terms of being able to utilize their passing game. So I, I, I think this is an overplay. And this is a moment where Missouri, which, as Elliot will tell you, they get a lot better players than most people think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Missouri has a chance to, to, to really prove something. And especially when, when you're not playing well on the road, when you're not playing well on defense, it's hard to get control of the game. It's hard to get control of the game. And I, I think that's a real issue for them. So, you know, we'll see. I, I, I like Missouri's team. I like Eli. They do some things that you just kind of wonder what the hell's going on out there. <laughs> but I, I, I do kind of like what they've done. And, and I think to me, it's it comes back to Brady Cook. Can he make enough plays? And their skill players. I mean, look, you know, Cook's throwing. He's not throwing at Luther Burden kid now. He's not throwing at somebody who can't make a play. <laughs> Yeah, Burden is a terrific wide receiver, one of the best in the country. When I when I look at sidelines on a football field, the NFL, you see it's controlled chaos. It's like everyone seems to be under control. In college football, it's just flat out chaos. There's about a million it's people chaos. on the sidelines, and it is chaotic as all get out. I'm sure it'll be chaotic in Como later on today. Kickoff coming up shortly here in about 15 minutes. Let's get over to College Station though. Bama against AM. The tide right now, <laughs> two and a half point favorite. So we're seeing some money coming in here on the Crimson Tide. The total's at 45. Five and a half. Oh, it's it's it, you know to me the, the, this is I, I, I'm not going against Nick hmm. even on the road. These games are always going to be tight. I, I think we throw the records out, but I think Milrow has shown that he is improving, and I think finally Nick is taken over, understands offensively what they need to do and how they need to play it moving forward. So I'll take I'll take and I'll take this. I'll take Alabama, and I trust Nick's ability to attack this offense with Mac Johnson at quarterback for Texas A&M. What about UCLA and Washington State? We know Tim Murray came on. He likes the Bruins with the money line, and he laid it as well. You, you, yeah. I see you shaking your head. Are you, you backing Cam yeah, Ward again? Cam Ward. Right, you're going Cam I, Ward. And I think they're. I think Washington State's a little better on defense than you think. I know they mm. gave up a ton of points, but they're up 38-28 in that game late, and you know they and they were the dog in the game at home. Now. I thought UCLA rookie freshman quarterback Moore's been great mm-hmm. last week. Not so good against Utah, and I know you. I know that UCLA's numbers defensively stand out, but you know when you look when you peel back the numbers and you look at their scheduling, are they? You know, are they really that good? Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I, I'm going Washington State. I think Washington State and Oregon State are two teams that have been abandoned, and as a coach you can use abandonment to really move the purpose of what you're trying to get done. Oh yeah. They've been pushing that over there in Pullman. I know I still follow a lot of people in the media in that neck of the woods and they've been talking about, Hey, like this is our chance to kind of stick it to, to everybody that said that this is the teams that nobody wants and, and all that stuff. So a uh, Washington state, an interesting team in Camboard. We're, we're big fans of him here on the show. Uh, how about Notre Dame and Louisville, the, the Sam Hartman Heisman moment. It's kind of been put off to the side a little bit. They lose a the game to Ohio state, but tough gritty win last week at Duke. Can they do it again against the Louisville Cardinals? You know, this is really going to be uh, on, to me, Notre Dame as a mature team with Hartman and having played Louisville before in the past. I know it's a new regime with Jeff Brom there, 
But, you know, Marcus Freeman's got to get his team really. This is These are the kind of games where you find out how good the team really is, mm-hmm. right? How good are they? If they come in here and throw the football on a Louisville team, which hasn't played very well, has, I mean, I know they're undefeated, but the level of comp and all that, I think it's a statement game for them. And but it's a tough place to play. If you've never been to Louisville and to the John Papa John Stadium there and the crowds into it, there'll be Notre Dame fans there. It's a great environment. I think I'd lean towards taking the points for the home team here. All right. So you take the six and a half. What about there? you, Femi? I think I'd take the six and a half as well, just because it's been such a tough stretch here for Notre Dame. You have the Ohio State game, the emotional loss at the end of that one. Then you have the gritty game against Duke. And now USC looms next week. Like It just feels like this is such a tough stretch here for the Fighting Irish. I would take the six and a half for Louisville, which is, if you're Louisville, this is a primetime ABC game. This is a chance for you guys to showcase your program on the national stage. I think they'll be up for this one. So I think we'll have a close game with it being Louisville's Super Bowl, if you will, against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, All right. What's what's on deck here for the rest of the day for you? Are you going to watch the college football no, hanging I out? I can't or? wait to watch all these games. Got right. Missouri. You know, who do you like in the, in the Missouri LSU game? You know, because I'll tell you what, if Brian Kelly doesn't win this one here, oh boy. Yeah. Especially considering how much people thought this LSU team could get to the Final Four. I think LSU bounces back. I, I think they bounce back. I mean, Jaden Daniels, he's terrific. Uh, his yeah. Heisman candidacy got derailed by his defense. I don't know what's going on there in LSU, but I think that LSU gets it back in the right track. Sorry to Elliot. I know Elliot, our guy, is M-I-Z and all that stuff, but I, I think his uh, Mizzou Tigers might catch their first loss here today. That does it for us, for our producer, Elliot Bowman, for Michael Lombardi. Good talking to you as always, Michael. I will see you on Monday for the GM Shuffle. For the entire crew behind the glass, wish you all the best of luck. Live bet Saturday with Dave Ross and Pam Maldonado coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.